0: again this Montana State crowd is off the chain here in Bozeman. What a mark, what a legacy for this Bobcat senior class. Jeff Choate's gonna improve the 4-0 against the Montana Grizzlies but he has won nine
1: straight November games.
0: I don't think anyone could have expected the outcome that we had today 48-14 just a total beatdown over the number three team in the country. All right been two years since we've been able to talk about this game two years since we've had the excitement the nervousness the anxiety you just heard a little excerpt from the end of the 2019 brawl of the wild bear tycoon it is back cat grizz
2: it's back i'm so pumped getting into missoula thursday night Uh, we'll be at the game on saturday at the tailgate saturday morning no game day Um, We're big-time journalists, so we need to offer a correction from our last episode. No game day this week in Missoula, folks. Uh, But, yeah, this is what we do this for. Cat Grizz. We love the Big Sky Conference. We love the Grizz Cats regular season. But nothing compares to Cat Grizz weekend.
0: Nothing compares to it. Even uh, whenever the game, uh, the Grizz game or the Cat game, ends on the Saturday before, it's immediately Cat Grizz week. It's immediately nerves, it's anxiety, it's knowing how you're gonna feel when you wake up on Saturday morning and yep. wait for that noon kickoff or wherever you're watching it at, the eleven o'clock, the one o'clock, whatever time kickoff is, it's that anxiety. It's it's like Christmas morning every single year. We lost out on it last year and it was kind of brutal. Like to go through a full a full fall without Grizz and cat football was hard enough. And then to have the first that Saturday before Thanksgiving come yeah. and to not have any cat grizz game was surreal sad depressing uh it probably you know kept a few years on our life uh just with keeping the bp down uh and the you know those type of things but i think it was a net loss obviously uh for all of us and it's it's gonna make this one i think rowdier more fun and even more exciting just because you know absence makes the heart grow fonder or
2: makes you want to drink more and for sure get really well and it's Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It's also, you know, I am just pumped to be... This will be my first Grizz game of the year. Um, I'm just... I'm so excited to be in a stadium full of people at tailgates partying. Like, the game is going to be awesome. I will be devastated if the Grizz lose this game. But it will be just so much fun to have this experience. As you know, I'm playing with house money. The Braves won the World Series. What happens in sports over the next few years... Almost irrelevant to me, but if the Grizz win this, it'll be awesome. If they lose, I'll be sad. Um, man, it's been a long time since the Grizz won. Well, over all
0: the wild. it's been like two thousand one hundred forty-three days, according to this one account on Twitter. Uh, days our since we won. That our we friends, love that's this How long it's been? That's a great account. Uh, so, just a kind of a little reminder. It was it was uh, two thousand fifteen in Bozeman, number seventeen, Montana. Knocked off the Bobcats 54-35. to And that is the last time the Great Divide Trophy has resided in Missoula. In 16, 17, 18, and 19, Montana State uh, retained or earned it uh, in 16 and then retained it the next three years. Got a bonus year in 2020. Uh, So, really, when this game comes around on Saturday, it will have been six years since Montana has
2: had possession of the Brawl Trophy. Yeah, last time the Grizz won the number one song in the country. Do you, got, you want to guess? Adele. Adele. Adele, hello!
0: Yes, uh, I remember that from two years ago, I think, when we were doing it for the last time, <laughs> yeah. the Grizz. Still have it. Uh, it was Still Adele's hello, because I believe I put that into the podcast. Uh, Montana Parlay was getting super scared that Adele's lawyers were going to reach out to us because we made yeah. so much money on that specific podcast uh, yep. that he thought we were going to have to give all royalties to Adele and frantically was yeah. texting us in the morning after we published it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared that either
2: Adele well, or Brittany Barla, publicist, he's not our attorney, but he's our general counsel because he is always looking to make sure we're not crossing any lines. The so number one movie, Nate, do you have any guesses? Oh man.
0: The number one movie I'm guessing I'm just going to go. Was it a star Wars movie?
2: No, I don't even think the new trilogy had come out. It was the Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part ah, Two. Ah,
0: Jennifer and Lawrence. Adele,
2: hello. Doesn't seem like it came out that long ago. The Hunger Games, I feel like, has been a thousand years since they've been relevant. So and I believe Barack Obama was
0: time. the president at the time.
2: Yes, and he. Would I believe be for the cats weathered the half. Trump
0: presidency without giving yeah. U of M the trophy bag once. So it was a full presidency plus some of Biden's now uh, since the Grizz. Chris- have uh, won a game. So I think when you put it even into that perspective, uh, someone yeah. had a full four years in office and the trophy stayed in Bozeman.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little, little shocking. A um,
0: little shocking. People for it's to new though year. Montana won, um, so- Montana won three in a row before the Cats have now won uh, this one. Uh, so, you know, the Cats needed to, needed to rattle off these wins yeah. you know, to try and even up that uh, series record um, that stands at 72-41-5.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, we, growing up, we're about the same age. The Grizz had such a dominant edge for the the entirety 16, of, our, yeah. of our childhood, right? Until we were my...
0: juniors in high school, 2002, was yeah. when the Cats uh, broke the streak.
2: Yeah. And I was, I was at that game in Missoula. It was like negative uh, 50. It was awful. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh and then since then it's been pretty even, I feel, except for the last five years where the Cats have just um won a lot of a lot of a lot of uh close games, a lot of good games. The last couple I, I believe... was at of Bozeman were absolute poundings. Um yeah. where it wasn't even fun to be at. <laughs> that was really uh, fun. So... That
0: forty eight to fourteen was pretty fun.
2: Mm-mm. Disagree, but so I don't know how we want to go over the podcast today. Um, we well, just, have... just so
0: you know, since that streak was Please. broken, because I do have, I did my research as well. I usually throw out all yeah, research good. this week, good, good, but good. I uh, as we were getting on here and discussing what we want to talk about, I pulled this up. Uh, so since 2000, uh, 2002 to now 2021, and you take out that 2019 yeah. game, there's been 17 Cat Grizz games played. Can I The guess? Cats have won. You may. Can I there's guess? been 17,
2: so that one you don't have to guess on. So 17 – well, that's also pretty basic math. Um, yep. 17 since the Cats broke it. I would guess that the Cats have won 9 or 10.
0: Well, you got two guesses there apparently, but it was 9. You were right the first time. Should have gone yes. with your gut. Uh, the funny part <laughs> – So almost the, the exactly. Like
2: that's yeah. – yeah.
0: The interesting part is I don't know what we do with 2011 still because Wikipedia says that that one was vacated by Montana for all that all that you know mess yeah. that they made of things. Back in uh, 2011, so that one is on Wikipedia, but it doesn't have a color with it. It's not maroon. It's not blue. It has a little footnote that says vacated by Montana. So, uh, what do you think? I happened? guess.
2: What do you remember happening
0: with Jordy Johnson, or just in terms of the game?
2: With the game itself, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: don't remember it. Didn't happen, man. Uh, yeah. It's it's erased from the books, from the memories. Um not a race will never from the get memories. that game It back. might be a those race from the It's not a race from back. memories.
2: I'm I don't um, really want to
0: comment on the Jordy Johnson aspect of it. But. Yeah,
2: that's uh, Jake is frantically texting us not to comment on the Jordy Johnson situation. Um, I think I have one question for you that everybody is interested in. So, Cat Grizz Weekend. I want to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sad are you about the Cats' 7-point win over Idaho? As you know, Charlie Brown music almost made an appearance uh, when the Grizz beat Southern Utah. It was a big storyline yeah. for Nate. Close game against a shitty team at home. I'd imagine you must be pretty sad.
0: I was unimpressed. Unimpressed? I was unimpressed. That was the, unimpressed would be the emotion, I suppose. That okay, was well, that, that wasn't the question. Scale, uh, was I one sad? being no, not because sad, ten I being learned- very
2: sad. Where would you go? Um, five. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. That'd be a negative two. I was
0: sad that they gave me second thoughts on everything that happened this season based on one yeah. game. <laughs> That's what I'm sad about. Like, was... I was fully bought in uh, after that Eastern Washington game <clears throat> uh, we talked yeah. about. I was in, I was in uh, South Bend and hit up a, a couple bars afterwards and um, probably celebrated a little bit more than I should have in terms of uh, the fun that I had there because of that game. Yeah. Uh, Because of that win over Eastern Washington. Uh Then I come home, I'm thinking, Hey, we got this game against Idaho, a great tune up. Uh, it's not going to be a a game that they look ahead. It's not a trap game. Like you said, you made the great point last week that this is a conference title aspirations. You don't just look at past an opponent. Like this is now your goal. Like your first goal, your first stepping stone. So I was really confident going into it. I thought it was gonna be, you know, a 20 point win maybe. Um, and to have this happen, uh, Scared me a little bit. And like I said, I'm sad because sure. it's starting to creep into my brain as things will when you lead up to Cat Grizz. But I do want to mention that in the Sagarin rankings, Idaho is 182 and Southern Utah is 212. So it's not the same. Uh-huh. We'll just put that out there. Well, It is not the same. This oh, is a sub 200 Sagarin. Okay. Sub 200 Sagarin. Yeah. Southern Utah was a uh,
2: non-sub 200 Sagarin. Uh-huh. So you, not the same. What 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 number are you most impressed with? Is it Matt McKay's 104 yards <laughs> through the air? Or is it Montana State um, putting up 364 yards total on an Idaho defense that has given up almost 450 yards per game? What am I most sad about or happy about? I can't remember the question. Well, no. what's, what's your mo- what most impressive? Like, which of those stats, oh, what, of, are those those
0: things, of those things that impress me, yeah. Um, I would say the last one where they gave up a lot of yards to a team that doesn't uh, usually gain that many yards because yeah. because it shows that when something doesn't go according to plan, this team is resilient. Resiliency uh-huh. is the key word here. They are resilient. They will close it off. They will win this game for their seniors, just like this week in the brawl. It's their seniors' last brawl, save for a postseason uh, tussle, which would be ugly. Oh, boy, dude. Yeah, that's a whole different we, conversation.
2: <laughs> that is... A cat Grizz playoff matchup is—that's what dreams are made of. That would be. It's never happened in our lifetime. I would probably or throw ever. up all week. I'd probably just throw up every day all week leading yeah. up to that game. Like legitimately, <laughs> just wake so up and much just throw weight. up. Yeah, yeah, you'd look, look awesome look good the by game. the time the game came around. I'd be ripped for
0: uh, sure. Um, but yeah, I think that is the key there. It was the resiliency for Cats to get hit in the mouth like that. Um, something that hasn't been done to them even by Eric Berry area in terms of like making them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh coming out with the W, I think that is why I choose that as the spot I'm most impressed with that Cats win.
2: Excellent. Yeah, I mean look, Actually, the Cats got three and touchdowns the most important- when uh, Idaho's given up forty five touchdowns on the season. Yeah. Uh, but most of those were to like FBS teams, so it's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, like um and the one thing I'm most impressed about with Idaho was Zach Boris's hair. Oh, looked awesome. Jesus. That's amazing. Yes. That thing was That's dialed. That's better than Dunaway's hair.
2: Yeah, we've got. We need to do maybe one of our postseason episodes. We can just do a recap of every quarterback that's played because between names, mustaches, and hair, we have this season's been colorful. We have been. It's like Madden or like season thirty-five of a Madden franchise where it's just all of these cartoon characters (laughs) rolling out. Yes, Um, Porsche.
0: He was something. He was he was fun to watch only because he was fast and he was shifty and he was getting anywhere he really wanted to on his legs. Yeah. But when he threw the ball, he looked like what oh. Philip Rivers probably looked like when Philip Rivers was like in 6th grade, like the shot put. <laughs> but it was and the guys were wide-ass open. Like the fact that yeah. he completed 8 passes is a testament to how kind of off the Montana State defense was. He was 8 yeah. for 18 and it felt like he completed everything. Yes. It was the weirdest was. deal. Like, I've never I've never been so confused by how the I, I, a receiver on a team with an offense this shitty, they were getting that wide open. I mean, like I said, he had eight completions for 157 yards. It was unreal. Uh, when they got open, they got open. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. And it was just, it was um, it talked about last week when, I, I, I think I'm a rarity when it comes to Montana fans, Montana State fans for that matter, where I root for the rival. Right, I genuinely root for Montana State to do well when they play Eastern Washington, when they're in the playoffs, when they play Weber State. I'm rooting for the Bobcats. But I even can get enjoyment when you were if you were to lose to a bad team, which happens. You knew what was Wisconsin. happening
0: in my you knew what was happening to me as this game was going oh, on. Yeah. I think you that took Idaho, a lot of enjoyment out of it, after my Southern Utah shit.
2: But I also I, I Listen, if the Bobcats lost to Idaho, they would have come out dicks blazing this weekend, <laughs> ready to go. And now this was like a scare, but this wasn't as big of a slap in the face as it could have been. Um, it looked uh, several times throughout this game, but looked like they were going to lose. Um, so I was, was yeah. Victory.
0: Yeah. You know that chugging bet I have where the cats have to cover? <laughs> yeah, so it's we've, we've stayed four. with it every single my o- Oregon State buddy my Wazoo buddy we've all stayed with it I've only had to chug once before this game and it was Idaho State who Montana State didn't cover so, so going into this game Idaho State was the yeah. only game Montana State hasn't covered the spread this one they were texting me making fun of me talking shit like you're gonna have <laughs> to chug and I was like I don't care about the spread right now at all it was the second yeah. half at some point I was like I just wanna win and I'm absolutely scared to death of what is going on right now um, it was like yeah. kind of a perfect storm of like what I would never want to happen is one I made so much fun of the Grizz for the Southern Utah debacle. Uh, it's going yes. into Cat Grizz Week. Uh, it was against Idaho, who we have two, three tubs of the club's guy in our DNs at all times.
2: Uh, this would have been about the ve- like the biggest win by them in, in two years, like decades. Like, yeah. Well, they so all East of that
0: was a perfect storm and, yes. and absolutely scared me. And luckily. Touchdown Tommy Malott, the cat savior, came in, took over for, yeah. kind of took over. They may put him in at different times all year, but took over for the vanilla Matthew McKay, who has been so underwhelming to me, besides his deep yeah. ball throws to, to um, Lance McCutcheon all year, has been so underwhelming to me that when yes. Tommy Malott comes in, there's an energy in the stadium. You can tell over the, I talked to my dad, he was at the game, He's an energy in the stadium when he comes in. People love him. He's from Hall of Famer. Uh, He's from Butte, which just adds to his mystique. He comes in, gets three touchdowns, scores all three touchdowns from Montana State on the ground. Had an amazing run, I think, in the second, third quarter where he broke a tackle in the backfield, ran uh, ran for the touchdown. I think it was a 23-yard touchdown. It was amazing to see the torch. The torch is going to get passed from the most beloved cat of all time, Troy Anderson. To a guy who's Stimple building his own legend right now, uh, yeah. in his freshman year, Tommy Mallott, if he can come in and be a, be a dual-threat quarterback where they don't just put him in for these kind of plays where he's going to run the ball every single time, blah, blah, blah. But if he turns into a passing threat and a vegan can make him into you know a quarterback like vegan has done to other great yeah. quarterbacks, he is going to be the next legend of Montana State football just based on this year alone. I mean, just yeah, you but can I mean, it. also on the fits wall.
2: the mold for unimpressive quarterbacks. It's been the bane of the Bobcats uh, past six, seven. Well, we don't years, know yet. Right? They don't yeah. let him throw the damn ball. Well, they let him throw it twice. Well, he this game, he but... had two yards. <laughs> he did have two yards. Yeah, <laughs> two yards. Um, so it was only 102 a less than McKay. So <laughs> I think, I think we have a decent idea of what his passing abilities are. If he could throw the ball, I'd imagine he would be throwing the ball. Well, if um, I told you
0: that Tommy Malata only had 102 less passing yards than Matt McKay, you know, you would have been like, Oh, true. he probably got in for half the game.
2: Yeah. Or 98% less than Matt McKay. But however you want to, <laughs> however to frame yeah. it. Um, no, I mean, look, yeah. it's, it's uh he has, he has two completions this year for 12 yards. Um, it's exciting, but it's like Murray. It's like Troy Anderson. It's like, yeah, these other guys we've seen where, look, I, I preach this all the time. All that matters is winning. Troy Anderson won you games. Tommy Malat won us pretty. this game. What's that? Yeah, Mallott Tommy Malat won us the game. game. I was so, just saying.
0: I didn't say he's the quarterback of future. I said he is going to be the next Bobcat legend. Like where there's like a yes. mystique about him. Where there's an excitement whenever you see him in the ball game. Uh, yeah. results, results to be determined. Obviously, he's a freshman, but. It, it was interesting you could just tell that this is going to be we're losing Troy which is maybe the saddest I've ever been as a Cat fan yeah. to lose a player besides maybe like it probably goes back to McGee and Lule
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: are the ones like Cody Kirk he was awesome didn't have but Troy is in a league of him uh, by himself in terms of how sad Cat fans are going to be not being able to see him on the field next yeah. year if I if and you
2: said that they were putting a bronze statue of Troy outside of the stadium I would completely believe it he was the leader I would donate on... I would donate to that cause yeah. <laughs> i would he was we need more bronze statues we looked into we getting did. a bronze statue for piano pat when she died the sip and dip pianist and they're not like they're expensive but they're not that expensive you can get one for like twenty thousand dollars which like crowdfunding is doable I'm if you just got a
0: dollar from every single person that came in to the first yes. cats playoff game it's paid for
2: yeah, I don't know how accurate the face is going to be, but you could put a football helmet on it. You really put a football helmet
0: happened. on it, everything's fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So, um, so Tommy though, Tommy big story there, obviously. He had 68, you talked about his two yards rushing, he had six, or two yards passing. He had 68 yards rushing on 13 carries. Afonso was yep. the only one ahead of him with 84. A little bit of a scare there with Afonso going down and then in street yeah. clothes, most of all, all of the second half, actually. Um, and it was, it was a weird end of the first half. I don't know if you saw that. Very weird I end of the first half. It.
2: Yeah, very weird. Uh, but uh, I heard, so I saw the text messages. What? what flying happened? back and forth.
0: I mean, cats get the ball. I believe on the, about their twenty-five yard line or so with thirty seconds left. They run the ball up the middle with Afonso. Don't call a timeout or anything. He gets like ten yards because they're obviously playing back. It's prevent yeah. defense to end the half. Give the ball again to Afonso. He gets it to the, about the fifty-yard line, and they call a timeout this time with maybe nine, eight seconds left on the clock. So. Didn't call a timeout the first okay. time. They were just trying to run out the clock, and then all of a sudden they got to the 50-yard line. So Vegan's like, oh, shit, timeout. Maybe we can get one to the end zone. But I don't think yeah. McKay can throw a ball 60 yards in the air either. Uh, so the yeah. next play, McKay drops back, gets sacked, rolls up on his lineman. Lineman goes down. I believe he's out uh, for Cat Grizz. Afonso never came back in after that uh, After that play. I don't know if anything happened to Afonso on that play, but we never did see him again in the game. But he was
2: in street clothes, right? And you're... The
0: second half he was, yeah.
2: And then your number – who's your number two running back? He got Elijah Elliott then to. went down. Elijah Elliott yeah, went down. He I was on crutches, on crutches after the game. Yeah, yeah, so we
0: were down to Lane Sumner out of Huntley Project, Montana. Uh, came in, you know, 14 carries for 46 yards, 3.3 average. Not your exciting back like a Fonse or uh, Elliott were. Yeah. So that's where Mel, that's where Tommy lot really had to step up was because we had no rushing attack after those two went down. So really hoping that they're both healthy for Cat Grizz, obviously. The Grizz are on there, like their players. 19th running back. So.
2: Yeah, eight players with a rush last week for the Cats. That is a yeah. Very. That's like a. We know they're calling ball.
0: card. Let's just say that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the deal: if Jeff Choate was the coach, we'd all be saying like, "Well, he's just playing mind games. Like Afonso is stronger than ever. He's just trying to get in the Grizz head by Afonse being out and Elliot being out. Both those guys are fine and dressing. I don't think Vegan's got that same thing Choate's got. Um, I could. That's a. So, I could see that. Yeah. Um, it sounds Afonse, like Cho, no, old Jeff. Yeah. Afonse, um Oh, hot seat Jeff Cho, too, in Texas. Who knows what's going to happen to that that's one? That's a
0: nightmare now, down there. A little sidebar. Losing to Kansas. Oof. At
2: home. 30 point underdogs. At home in Austin. Yeah. Um, But Afonse, from what I've been reading, it seems like he's playing. And when I say general soreness, reading, it's like general soreness was
0: the. General source, general soreness was the diagnosis. Uh, I okay. think in Vegan's presser today. General soreness.
2: Got it. Yeah. So assuming he's playing, I hope he plays. Like, look, injuries are part of the game. Um, it, uh, but in big games, you want all the best guys out on the field, right? Like, it would be easy as a Grizz fan to say, like, I'm glad Afonso isn't playing because he's like he, he might be the best player in the Big Sky Conference offensively. Big Sky he MVP, I think monster um and so it would be nice like on one hand to take him off the field but we don't want that like you want you want your best guys going against their best guys granted the grizz you know they have injuries everyone has injuries but let's get let's get all the stars out on the field for for this weekend
0: yeah totally agree and it's i mean obviously i agree as a cat fan it would be devastating not to have him
2: out there kind of reminds me of it would also be really funny if you're rooting against him this is like, like the, the oh, yeah. is. I hope he doesn't play. Yeah. Bobcat fans are, are in this weird spot and we've talked about this in the Big Sky mm. podcast network uh uh Twitter messages um where I feel like Bobcat fans feel very disrespected this year but you all are ranked very high. I feel like everyone's giving you a lot of credit. Um everyone acknowledges you're a very good football team with with some flaws like every every football team has a flaw. Every football team has like holes in their schedule where you could like point to. You could be better. Like, out of conference wasn't that great. The Bobcats are an awesome football team, and so I think I feel like you, and not you, but some cat Thank fans, you. cat fans in general. I'm creating a straw man here. Um, cat fans <laughs> yeah, in general, maybe they, want, maybe they want, maybe they want Afonso out, so then they can point to this ultimate win. Like we beat the Grizz without our best player. Therefore. Not only are we good, we're extra good. So you have to respect us more and you're not allowed to ever criticize the Bobcats. See, I, I, think I think it was
0: more. So I'm not uh, of that generalization. I don't believe. I believe that the cats are good. I'm, uh, obviously, anytime you go into Cat Grizz, no matter how good your team is, yeah, you always are worried, right? Like There's always just that worry. Cats yep. could be number one in the Sagarin, and the Grizz could be 220 in the Sagarin, and you yeah. you don't go into this game feeling comfortable. So uh, there's that aspect of it where I never you know there's a little bit of pessimism or a little bit of guard that you have to keep up so that you don't just get absolutely sure. devastated on Saturday. But I think I think where some of this comes from the inferior—it's not an inferiority complex, but more of like oh, don't feel is. like we're getting no, our that's dues. that's exactly what it is. No, like it's I not. That's the problem. It's, I believe it's a <laughs> superiority complex uh, on the other side. Mm. After the Grizz beat Washington, I don't know if you remember that because uh, people did forget uh, after Washington ended up being uh, one of the worst teams in the Pac-12 and fired their head coach. But uh, people forget that they were they were ranked number twenty at the time when the Grizz beat them. Well, after the Grizz beat them, everybody got on this narrative that it was frisco or bust. Every grizz fan I talked to was saying frisco or bust. Um, uh-huh. and what year was best it? defense best defense ever this year best defense to this ever year? play yeah. for Montana. Everybody was saying it, you know, everybody was saying okay, the run of four straight for the cats is going to be over this year. They're not gonna literally be no one ball. was saying this. Everybody was saying that. Luke on the Grizz fan podcast cast was calling the cats overrated even after their win against Weber State. The uh-huh. disrespect, it was more or too much respect for the for the Grizz, and, and us Cat fans are over here going, yeah. you know what, we've won the last four, we're the number three team in the country. Yeah, I, I don't know.
2: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, Weber State, what's not to like? What a good team this year.
0: Hey, they they killed, they beat Eastern, and you guys didn't.
2: Yeah, they also beat Southern <laughs> Utah this week by 62. <laughs> they did, 62 we, we did only nothing. beat them by one. <laughs> so. They killed them. Um but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i'm not of the i'm i'm honestly i'm not of the uh elk that is saying that the cats are being disrespected or uh are under are being um underrated yeah. or anything like that they're number three in the country like the last time you know the cats were number eight last year and i think the grizz were number three or i'm sorry in 2019 the cats were eight and the grizz were number three when we went into cat grizz um that the last time right. the cats were ranked higher than this though was that game uh I think this is wrong. Oh, no. Montana State won the game when they were number two in the country uh, in 2012 in Missoula. And then the, the year before that was the vacated win. They were number one in the country when Missoula came yeah, in. Yeah. So, and
2: the grid steamrolled them.
0: Yeah. So of the, since 2010, there's only been two games where the unranked team, an unranked team has won it. And it was Montana State in 16, 17. Um, and this has nothing to do with uh, what we were talking about at all. By the way, yeah. like I just totally got off glad. into a rabbit hole. Yeah, I just got. I'm glad you found that rabbit. Disrespected hole. thing. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So ju- I mean, just for, yeah, um, just for
2: yeah, uh, just for the sake of uh, comparison, this year the stats poll: cats are three, the grizz are seven. Coaches, same thing: cats three, grizz seven. The cats have mm-hmm. one first place vote. Sagarin, the Bible. Grizz 105, Cats 106.
0: That's pretty – I mean, you can't get closer than that. That's incredible that it all comes down to that. Grizz were sub-100 for a little while this year, and I think it was a loss to SAC and then the close game to Southern Utah that kind of put him back in the hundreds. But the the fact that he's in Washington at 95 is weird.
2: Yeah, Grizz have consistently been like uh, top of the Big Sky Conference in Sagarin, at least for the first like two-thirds of the season. I don't know – what the recent um, games against lower competition has has meant, but yeah, they've been they've been very highly ranked. Uh, that Washington win, yeah, makes it makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, that's a,
0: obviously a big one. Yeah,
2: yeah, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's very exciting. So we we've kind of been scattered all over the place. I don't even want to talk about the Northern Arizona game. If you guys want to hear a recap of that game. Listen to the Grizz Fan Pod. member of the uh, Montana Mid-Podcast Network, member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. Um, but they will do – they're recording tonight. This is Tuesday night, uh, same night as us, and they're doing a whole, whole uh, preview of Cat Grizz and looking back at the Northern Arizona game. So give them a listen. Um, I will only say from that game, going in, uh, obviously a little concerned still from the Sac State-Southern Utah um, uh, Dosi si do that we had. Um, UNC the Grizz did exactly what I wanted them to um, and going into this game NAU'd been frisky like they've, they have stuck around like they been 500-ish all year they beat Arizona um, and so to go down into Arizona win big it was just a very nice thing to see to see Cam Humphrey play uh, again his, his stat line's not incredible but he did just enough where it was very consistent like no touchdowns but 280 yards he had that interception um it, it just the Grizz are a different team when Cam Humphrey is healthy and on the field
0: and the Grizz got a little bit they got Xavier Harris and Isaiah Childs back into the fold in the running back yep. position Junior Bergen didn't even have a rushing attempt in this game he was back to you know being a well receiver he got two catches I guess right that's what I'm trying to yeah. say so Uh, That's huge for the Grizz to get Xavier Harris back. They're not down to their literally their sixth string running back in Junior Bergen, who didn't even get recruited to be a running back at U of M. So that's big there. Humphrey came out 21 to 37, 280 yards, whatever. It's against kind of a shitty Northern Arizona team who played horrible against teams over 500. The one thing that's interesting, the Grizz did hold both, well, a combined two uh, Northern Arizona quarterbacks to under 100 yards passing. They were 14 combined, 14 to 32 for 99 yards. That's pretty cool. It's almost like a shutout, I guess. You know, if you can't get yeah. the shutout, holding a holding a team's uh, quarterbacks under 100 yards is pretty cool too. And then 55 yards rushing. Northern Arizona looked horrible <laughs> in terms on their offensive yeah. side of the ball. They didn't have their freshman RJ Martinez. I can't remember his name. Yes. now. <coughs> gone yeah. so soon. Um, they didn't have. Well, I think they. Were,
2: I think they're without their top two. Um.
0: Yeah, so we're down to the third and four. It was Nico Hayen
2: and Kale Millen. So two names yeah. i would never heard before. And we pay attention a lot to. Um, we, do, we do pay no we do
0: we do actually I thought you were
2: going to be sarcastic and say we don't we do no, we, we do too much probably and we yeah. pay attention to Northern Arizona because we like their uniforms
0: yeah and we loved Case Cookies too yeah um,
2: and
0: and the sky the walk up Skydome is a hard place to play they say but obviously that's what not they, they say. That's what they say. Yeah. Not this year, though. That's for sure. That's fair. what they say. Um, There's
2: just things that people say that I don't know if they're actually true. Like, Bruce, but I say it every Bruce year. Barnum's every a good year. coach. It's like maybe, like, is he? <laughs> Who like, knows? People just every say year.
0: It. Yeah, every year I say the Sky Dome. No, it's tough to win there, and I could probably look back at their home <laughs> record and be they're, like, yeah, they're, probably like they're probably like two fifty. They're probably like a two fifty <laughs> winning percentage at home over the last ten years. But every year yeah. we'll be like, that's a that place. That that's is. That's a you, tough you place. You don't want to go. You you don't want to go into NAU the week before cat grizz because you just don't know what's going to happen. is basically yeah, what I always say. And then we happens.
2: probably have embedded in our brains like a bad loss from two thousand four. Yeah. It's just like well, tough place to play.
0: How Who do you win forget? There? How do you go into that environment um, and win there?
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> listening listening to the Grizz fan pod, Mike, Luke, and Brantther. I thought our I thought our awesome recap
0: fact. was pretty good. I thought our recap. Right, was, we do just our, as good
2: our as recap. Theirs. Listen, our recap. Um. If if you're a Grizz fan pod fan, why don't you skip ahead for the next thirty seconds? Because real talk, our recaps way better. We get through we get through a Grizz game, a Cat game, sometimes in less than three minutes.
1: Yeah, not
2: three hours. So, um, quality over quantity. Uh, but I think let's invite our fans back in um, who skipped over. And of course we're big Grizz fan pod fans. Love those guys. Listen to them for their multi-hour. I'm actually, preview.
0: I'm actually surprised how many people listen to both, because if you're a Grizz fan pod listener, you're probably pretty into the Grizz, obviously like that's your yes, podcast. I would hope so. And then to listen yeah. to us and have to listen to me, like the hatred I, that probably gets listened to, uh, by grid Grizz, pod. Jesus, Grizz fan pod, pod listeners got there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Towards me, I mean, the fact that they still listen is a testament to their, uh, yeah. to their real big sky uh, passion, really.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh, there was a guy actually
0: who tweeted at me today and the Grizz fan pod. He said, every time I listen to the Montana mid pod, I feel like hot take date looks like this guy. And apparently back when, I can't remember what year, the Grizz won the game on a field goal. There's this dude in a cowboy hat. It's a grainy photo because it's from like the 90s. <laughs> flipping off the game. camera. Flipping off the camera. He was older at the time. <laughs> in 1990. Flipping off the camera. And he's like, is there any resemblance? And I was like, well... Uh, could be, but it's a photo from the '90s, so it looks like convenience store like security footage. Um, yeah, but I'll take like a it. Unibomber sketch. Yeah, and like in real life, the guy's hands were huge. The middle finger was like seems uh, <laughs> like this. But either yeah. way, it was it was fun. I, I haven't seen any replies yet. I'm sure Luke or uh, Mike will. Yeah. I'm sure talk some shit on it when they. Yeah, when the they joke
2: there that, for our listeners who don't know Nate is that Nate has notoriously small hands.
0: Actually, I make a tall boy can look like a mini Pepsi. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. So um, well, we'll see. Everyone who's at is this weekend, maybe they'll see you drinking a beer. Will you be there? Ah, uh, so I will not be. Um, so I will be in uh, Chicago,
0: back over in the Midwest there. Um wow. For uh, have to go in early for for Thanksgiving with the in laws. Yeah. You know, the nice part is though there is a uh, watch party. In Chicago, the fireplace in. I'll be there with Montana Parley, a couple other buddies from college, actually. Oh, good. So it will be fun. So we are gonna go, you know. Yeah. Uh, have a little get together, have a good time. Uh, but I, I wish yeah. I could be at Packers very badly. Very yeah.
2: Badly. Uh, those. Going to the game, there's nothing like it. The watch parties are a blast. I've done the one. They're still fun, in New yeah. York City several times. I've done the one in Washington D.C. Uh, several times. Like they are. They're always a blast and it's I've been... shocking because you'll go to this random bar in whatever city and there will be a hundred <laughs> montanans yeah. like from all over and no else in the this... bar knows what's going on
0: and maybe one of it was on the edge of tenderloin in san francisco which is a shitty neighborhood in san francisco i've gone twice to this bar there and it just ends up being a ton of cat fans Creble grizz fans so fun! Yeah. I would never go to this bar at any other point in my life if it wasn't just for this one Cat Grizz satellite party being there. I went to one in Austin one time where the cats got absolutely shit canned, uh, and then <laughs> I went to a Texas game afterwards, so that was kind of fun. Um, then I've been to one in Sheridan, Wyoming. So you know I couldn't make the trip all the way to Missoula, so I just went two hours south, went to Sheridan, Wyoming, home of Coy Steel. Congrats on Senior Day! I wish he would have played all season, but th- those those satellite yeah. parties are really fun uh, yep. to to go to um yeah so both next alumni, best thing if you can't be at the game
2: yeah both alumni groups for the universities just go to their websites they have a whole list of where you can watch the games um um and it yeah it's it's definitely worth doing even, bo- uh, even bought a new, even bought a new sweatshirt we can see each my, uh... other yeah but nate nate has on frozen it on my screen this, a very like every time
0: look. at it is a very confused look every time at like 35 minutes when we do this it just freezes, and then I try to restart the video. It doesn't do it. You're taking a picture now. Yeah. I can do nothing about it. I can't even stop my video at this point. Oh, so can you um, see your picture? But we will carry on. Excellent. But now I can't well, tell I'm if you're frozen to you. or not because you're freeze you're frozen on the screen. All hell is breaking loose. I can't even hear you now. All
2: right, can you hear me now? All right, we're I can back. hear you.
0: We're gonna we're keeping this running. We're doing a one take podcast tonight. We have to keep yep. this in. We're about nobody All knows right, what's so happening right
2: there. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Uh, but let, I'm right, still so, frozen, though. Uh, yeah, you're frozen as well. It doesn't matter. We can hear each other. I can see other you, notable games from this weekend. Um, and then we can get back into our. our Do you want to go on, to right um, to the Hall of Fame game? Cackers. Yeah, Hall of Fame game. Two Hall of Famers from one game. Um, this no. doesn't happen very yes, often. Yes, it Montana is actually you're right. Mid right. sports, Big Sky Conference, uh, Hall of Fame. The Eastern Washington-UC Davis game. Eastern Washington 38, UC Davis 20. I hope everyone watched this game for two reasons. Reason number one, at halftime, they honored Pint the Dog. Pint the Dog is retiring. And for the past few years, um, this Nova Scotia duck-tolling retriever has also retrieved <laughs> the, the kicking stand during kickoffs. Um, he's a very good boy. His name is Pint. UC Davis apparently has a big veterinary medicine school that this big, dog uh, yeah. uh, came out of. Um, he's retiring. The woman, his trainer, suggested that an other professor was training another dog to take over the reins um, next year. But <laughs> Pint, what a career. We love you. 279 kickoffs going into last week's wow. game. Um, and he's just, I, I posted a picture of him flying across the field. Uh, what's more fun than watching a dog retrieve uh a yeah. Team. Like,
0: like when, a, when the dogs at the, at the baseball games go get the bats, like in the minor leagues, yeah. and they grab the bats. Like it's just awesome. It's so fun. And they look so happy They've, doing yeah, it. Yeah. The picture, UT uh, Davis, they're, it, I'm guessing there's student
2: well. newspaper, um, did a story honoring Pint, um, announcing his retirement. And the picture is just him sprinting all four legs off the ground. He looks like a vertical line just with the team in his mouth. Well. He did such a good job. So, Pint, you have made the Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Uh, for a whole career, and now for one specific game, we're also going to uh, admit the game itself because at halftime, uh, the fog rolled in, and it was like nothing I had ever seen before. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching the game on ESPN, you you there were several times where you couldn't see the players on the field. You were just looking at a white screen. It and was unbelievable. It was. It was unbelievable, and like it got uh, like national national attention. You know, like people were posting screenshots and national. I think ESPN uh, put something up about it. Barstool put something up about it. It was just it was incredible. It was so much fun to watch. Um, Outcome of the game was almost irrelevant. Eastern Washington won, but like who cares? Between pint and between the fog, it's everything you could ask for as a football fan.
0: Yeah. So here's where we educate our listeners on fog. On fog we're a big fog podcast now after that yeah uh, after yep. that fog game so up here in the central valley of northern california it's called tule fog t-u-l-e tule not like the Tule okay. county but tule fog and they okay. think that the fog arises from wetlands full of tules which is a reed uh, in the marshes of california uh, the fog happens comes down settles in the central valley it's like totally changes like san francisco will be 60 degrees during the summer and the central valley will be like 110. then all of a sudden right here when you get to november december all of a sudden san francisco is 80 degrees the central valley is 55 with this crazy uh tule fog so it happens almost every year kind of some crazy stuff that happens we're between the coast range and the sierra nevadas the Thule fog comes in it settles it doesn't go anywhere and that is what happened on saturday night at both the sac state and davis game because they're only separated by mere miles uh, on Highway 80. But the Thule fog was what did it. You, you heard it here first. We are uh, not only into sports, but also into meteorology and weather as well.
2: Very good. Uh, so I have a question for you. We and admit- I'm back. He's back. He's no, oh no longer You talk frozen. about Thule.
0: It's like, it was like the genie was waiting for me to talk about Thule, and I'm unfrozen now.
2: Um, do we admit fog itself or the fog game into the Hall of Fame?
0: I believe we just have to go fog game. Because okay. fog fog can also be problematic when it causes yeah, crashes and true. stuff like that.
2: Um a couple more Well, one fun thing and one kind of uh, bizarre thing about Pint the Dog. Um fun do <laughs> you want the fun thing or the bizarre thing first? Fun first, because bizarre Fun First, it was, bizarre, they, sad, it was Bobblehead it was really night. Bizarre? Oh, cool. Uh, so they gave out they gave out uh Pint Bobbleheads, which is very sweet. I'm gonna see if I can get one on um <laughs> On the, black, on the secondary if You got market. if you got a ticket. Tickets were $3. So I feel like uh, I should be able to get one on eBay. Um, the bizarre thing, um, he retrieved so many tees that he wore down his four canine teeth. Hmm. He was biting so hard on the tees that his teeth wore down. So full, very good boy. Just
0: 100% full commitment to what he was supposed to be doing,
2: which is cool. Yeah. Polksman. Very very good dog. Um, other so it's interesting you say weekend. that. It's interesting
0: you say that game was three dollars though, because uh, I was down in Central California. Uh, yeah. And Cal Poly was hosting Idaho State. Mm-hmm. I asked my girlfriend, "Hey, can we go to this game?" Kind of jokingly, she said, "Sure, we could go." And I was like, "Well, I didn't really want to go to the game, but now that you said that, it kind of would be funny. It'd be almost ironic to go to a Cal Poly Idaho State game, right? Yeah, like you're doing it for the irony." Didn't end up going because tickets were $17 piece, So $34 to, for the two of us to go to a Cal Poly-Idaho yeah. State game. Said, no thank Oof. you. I can spend that $34 elsewhere uh, in the Cal Poly area, which is a fantastic area. By the way, the fact that they can't recruit anybody there to play is ridiculous because it's an amazing, amazing area. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Didn't go to the game. Ended up probably being the game of the night in terms of excitement. So... Sure. Got in my own head. Probably should have gone. Cal Poly gets their gets Bo Baldwin his first conference win as head coach of the Mustangs on a field goal with 21 seconds left, a 41-yarder to beat Idaho State 32 to 29. Congratulations, Bo Baldwin. Congratulations, Cal Poly. A program-building win over the weekend, beating the mighty Idaho Huge. State Bengals, who fall to one and nine on the year, one and six in the conference yeah. season, to be tied with Cal Poly. At the bottom of the barrel. And, and nope. I well, actually, Southern Utah's worse. They're 0-8. Never mind.
2: Well, I suspect this is going to be the end of the road for our boy Rob Fennessy. We lost uh, DeMario Warren um, over the weekend after their drubbing by Weber State. Uh, hats off to him. He was, you know... It, how, much, how much money
0: did he lose by not finishing out that Montana game? With a win. I don't know. Two years
2: of contract? Probably, I mean, if he won that, it is just like that is that's the top of your resume. Like I beat Montana yeah. in Missoula, in Missoula, um, um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's not great. So he was he was we met him at a, a media day a couple years ago. He was incredibly kind. Um, it gave us a lot of time. Uh, super nice guy, but things have not gone well over fantasy? the past two years for Southern Utah. Oh, that was oh, and fantasy too. I mean, fantasy, fantasy we I, fantasy would have talked to us for three hours. Like I had to excuse myself from the interview, um, because he just wanted to keep talking football. Um, that. super nice guy also, but yeah, maybe being a nice guy does not translate into being a good football coach because Ernest Collins also extremely nice man. And he is, and he is Bobby awesome. Hawks had success and he's an asshole. Um, but he was all, everyone was, everyone is pretty nice. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm looking on eBay. I can't find the bobble. Nothing yet. Of pine. Um,
0: so the other game that would have been the one that we haven't talked about, I suppose, would be the Portland State-Sac State game, which we talked about a little bit because it was pretty foggy. It just wasn't Davis foggy, but I feel like yeah. Davis is more by the wetlands, which is why that happened. That's just my yeah. Who cares? Just my educated yeah. guess. That's the Tule fog. Interesting stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. Cats fans were watching this game pretty closely just because this game had all of the. Um, You know, Sacramento State loses this game. It it guarantees Montana State a conference championship, a share of it at least, regardless of what happened this weekend. Sac State pulled it off. There was – I swear to God, I was watching this game kind of while hanging out, that there was a a little bit of a series where Jeff – or I'm sorry, Davis Alexander threw like three interceptions in two seconds. It was (laughs) unbelievable. Like, I think two of them got called back. Something weird happened. He threw a pick. It got called back. Threw a pick. Got called back, or maybe that one happened. But then the next time they got the ball back, threw a pick six. Sac State, uh, you know, it was six to it was seven to six. Uh, Portland State in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. And then Sac State got a kickoff return uh, for a touchdown, they got the two point to go up 14-7. and then they got a touchdown with about thirteen seconds left in the half to go up twenty one seven. Then it was all over from there. There was no coming back. Uh, coming. Yeah, back, the, first,
2: back. the first, the uh, first, the first quarter and a half, it seemed like a game. And it was exciting that this was going to be potentially, um, yeah, disruptive for kind of the top of the Big Sky conference. But the one thing that's been consistent all year, Nate, is, and we've been we've been preaching this, is that the top part of the Big Sky conference is extremely heavy. And this, they, we're now in a scenario where we have five teams in the Big Sky conference that are going to end up with eight wins, eight Division One wins, um, or more. That should mean that all of these teams are making the playoffs. Um, but there's no one else who's close and Weber state, you know, is kind of the next closest. Um, and we, yeah, we said it was top five all year with Sac state kind of as a fringy team. Um, they have clearly swapped with Weber state, but it is, it is very, very top heavy. All of these teams, Montana state, Sac state, Eastern Montana, UC Davis, all those teams should make the playoffs regardless of what happens this weekend. All of those teams deserve to be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and it's funny we were talking. <laughs> I think Were we talking about Portland State last week? If they win out, that they almost could have made yeah. the playoffs, and then they yeah. get their ass kicked by Sac State in this game. But I think the most yeah. impressive thing about Sac State in this game was Dunaway and O'Hara. It's still working, obviously. Dunaway had two hundred eighty-one yards of the air, and O'Hara had yep. one hundred two yards on the ground. So they figured it out um, after that UNI game, probably. I, I suppose they, you know, Sac State. Uh, lost two games on the on the year so far, one against UNI and then one against FBS Cal, so that one doesn't really count. But, you know, I think if yeah. they would have had this – I mean, then they had that close – they had a scare against Idaho State. Um, they had a scare against Northern Colorado, two really weird teams to have scares against. Uh, but, you know, they yeah. control their own destiny now, just like the Cats do in terms of conference championship. They've got to the point where if they win, they get the you know a share. Regardless, it's against UC Davis. It's going to be – it's a rivalry game. I think they're the better team. I think they're better than UC Davis, but, God, I hope UC Davis – Uh, can knock them off at home and and, uh, at least guarantee the Cats a share regardless of what happens in the brawl.
2: Yeah. That would make me happy. Man, oh, man. Um, Man, oh, man is right. What a year. Um, Yeah, just look at... So out of all these teams, Cats, Sac State, Eastern, Montana, Davis, the only bad loss any of these teams have had was when UC Davis lost to Idaho State.
0: Yeah, and I would, you know, right? I don't... Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I agree. The only other I one mean, I could maybe put on there was Weber State beating Eastern Washington. But that's not a bad Yeah, loss. but Weber that's State, bad
2: I wouldn't say that's a bad loss, right? No, like, yeah, I It's a loss. I mean, it's,
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, that's not a bad loss. Beating Weber, or losing to Weber is yeah. nothing like... Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, think I mean the, the Gris, Davis game right there is the... the second-worst
2: loss the Grizz's second worst loss of the year is to sack state who could win the conference. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's very, I mean, I've been saying it every week. It's not that surprising. It's just, it's just, I'm I'm shocked every week when we kind of look at how the standings have played out. It's been very predictable. Um, if we bet the money line on every game, we probably probably would have done. Okay. Just going based on the, the yeah conference. money line. Probably. Yeah, you're right. Uh, um, All right, so this week, obviously, all that matters is Cat Grizz. We've talked about it a lot. Do we want to go through maybe the rest of the schedule um, and then finish on Cat Grizz? Yeah, uh, and I think we can, like you said, we
0: we can get through it pretty quick because really, you know, obviously all we care about is Cat Grizz we just touched on it, so we might as well talk about it for one more second, is that Sac State Davis game is going to be the other one that everybody's going to yeah. have their eyes on because it's the one that impl- his conference championship implications. The Cats haven't won a conference championship since I believe 2012, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken. I don't know if I am or not.
2: Well, who cares? Yeah, it sounds right. We don't right. know. The Grizz, it's, it's probably, been
0: forever. Yeah, I don't even know the last time they've done it. It's been a long time. Um, but either way, either way, yeah. this would be huge. To, you know... To see to look at the standings, like actually look at the standings and see Montana state up there with that zero in the conference record. It's been so long since we've been able to see that going into the last uh, day of the season of the regular season like we will on Saturday. Yep. It's um, it, it's it's really fun to see. I would love, love, love for them to get I, I want a big sky conference champion T shirt, you know? I want that. I want that T shirt. Sure. So I need them to win this game. It. I want Sac State to lose. I want the Cats to win so it's an outright title. It's none of this bullshit shared stuff with no tiebreakers because we didn't get to play everybody. So I want the Cats to win outright. So I will be – this game starts at uh, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. So it's going to come on uh, two hours later than the Cat Grizz game. So Cat Grizz will be over by the time this game gets to anything, like halftime or whatever maybe. So it's going to be all eyes on that game after the Cat Grizz game regardless of the result. Categories, it's going to be an interesting one to see. So, I think obviously that's where we put that as our second most important game uh, of the week. Yeah. You know, it's huge for Sac State in terms of seeding in the playoffs, which we don't, you and I are not dorky enough to get into all the seeding aspects of things or try to make mock brackets because we just don't understand regionalization probably as well as the others that are more versed in that. Yeah. But this is huge for Um, Sac State in their seeding. It's huge for Davis in terms of where they end up in the playoffs. So, Besides Cat Grizz, this is really the only one with any implications because you just have to assume everybody else is going to – all the other favorites are going to take care of business.
2: Yeah, you would think so. I mean, three games don't matter at all, right? Northern Arizona at Cal Poly, there's nothing on the line, right? No coach is really in danger. Doesn't, this game does not matter. Um, it's, it's a stat. It's uh, Northern a Colorado game. at Weber State. The McCaffreys, this could be a McCaffrey signature win if they can beat up a, a bad-ish Weber State team this year. Put that on their mantle, and then Idaho at Idaho State doesn't matter except for the King Spud Trophy will be awarded um, at the end of this, which is the greatest oh, trophy yeah. in all That's of sports. That's true. That is about the goes only to thing Stanley going for Cup in that game. It goes the Stanley Cup, the King Spud Trophy, and then a huge break before whatever number three is. Um, yeah, no,
0: Idaho Ohio State. You know, it's in it's in Pocatello. I, you know, Brian Marceau. In the Big Sky Podcast Networks DMs, saying he was, uh, you know, he's he's a, he's pulling for the Grizz big time. He doesn't like Montana State, therefore I am putting all of my support and all of my energy behind Idaho State <laughs> this week to get their second conference win. I'm a Bengal fan second. I don't here think in the he said this that. But yeah. Oh, he did. It's verbatim. It's verbatim. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Cats fan first, a Davis fan second, and then close three is Idaho State to knock off the Vandals. Um, and to uh, win that King Spud, King Spud trophy and take it back to Pocatello.
2: Yeah. Um, so, if you, I have a question right. for you though. If you, are
0: staying yeah. on one game that doesn't mean anything at all, Northern Colorado, Weaver State, you have Ed McCaffrey getting done with his first year, up from a high mm-hmm. school coach. If you're Ed McCaffrey, what do you, when you get done and you're journaling at home after this game, and the question on your journal is, you know, how do you think this season went? What are you mm-hmm. writing in that journal?
2: I would just make a little frowny face. <laughs> just a little frowny face. I would, this game's at Weber State. Um, I suspect that you know, the team will bus to the game. Or at least McCaffrey will make sure that he has a car there. And UNC is going to lose. And the team will get on the bus. And, and McCaffrey will say, guys, I'll, I'll see you back in Greeley. And he's just going to get in his car. And he's going to drive throughout the night until he's out of gas. He'll be somewhere in the middle of Texas. He'll gas up. He's going that route. He's going that way. He's not even going back to Greeley. He's like going south. He's going the other way. He's going the wrong way. He needs needs time to himself. He's getting to the Gulf of Mexico, and then he is walking straight into the water, and he's going to get up to his neck, and then he's going to have to really think about his life decisions. At that point, you either keep walking, or you get back in your car, you get back for the 2022 season, and you try to turn this thing around. But that's where Ed McCaffrey's at
0: that's where his head's at. You would know you're a Broncos fan. You got to, you had an intimate, relate. not intimate. You intimate yeah. Relations. I'd say intimate. That'd yeah. Mean, it was intimate with Ed growing up with the breeze right strips and everything like that. I'm sure you wore those playing flag football. Um, Oh yeah. When you were a little kid who didn't, uh, Ed McCaffrey was yep. awesome. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if I was going to go into that great of detail on it, but, yeah. uh, I get what you're saying because you have to think why the hell did I get myself into this situation? Like, was there no other job I could have taken? Like a wide receivers coach for Colorado, or maybe like a coordinator for Colorado State, or anything else really, but then try to build a program in Greeley, Colorado. Yeah. (laughs) Like, where do you jump? Like, no, who, where, I don't get, nobody's jumped out of the FCS who hasn't been in the upper five teams in terms of getting a next level coaching job. Like, who thought that going to Northern Colorado, was going to you were going to build your coaching career out of Greeley? Yeah, maybe
2: that's not what he wants, right? I mean, he he lives in Colorado. Greeley is not that far from Denver, um, and so maybe he lives like closer to Greeley. Maybe he didn't have to move. He's getting a decent paycheck. He's sticking around football. He gets to work with his son. He brought his one son back home to play. So maybe it's just like I'm going to do this for four years because I have nothing else to do. I'm already rich beyond what I ever could have imagined when I was a child. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna make my twenty minute commute a forty five minute commute and get paid you know five times as much and go from there yeah, I gotta go to Missoula like once a year yeah. yeah, like I don't
0: know Duh, so next question at what point does he fire max McCaffrey because yeah, he can't
2: he'll find he, this is a classic Nate this is a classic he will promote him out of the program he will find he'll Someone, he'll take my up, son. What, <laughs> He will call up somebody and be like, I need you to hire him. It needs to be a promotion. Give him a one-year contract, and then that can be the end of it. But I cannot because, hire my
0: own son. Because in their losses, 10 points, 7 points, 17, but Easter he, Washington also scored 63, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. 3, 9, 24 when they almost knocked off Sac State, and then 0 against the Grizz. Max McCaffrey's offense didn't work this year. We'll just say that.
2: Yeah, well, it's not it's just Max. back to Max, the clipboard it's for Max. Yeah, Max and Dylan Oh yeah, are his other brother, yeah. In charge of this offense and they are not they're not clicking. Um, and then and they so see Christian McCaffrey
0: come back this week and play for the Panthers and he's back to the yeah. all-world football player he is and his brothers are just like what the shit happened to us.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like all the good DNA went to Christian. Wasn't and, it there what, like and
0: Multiplicity? Then... Was that one where they kept making clones of a guy?
2: Yeah, of Michael Keaton. And then every yeah. clone got dumber and dumber. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Ed McCaffrey, 25 years ago, just kept cloning himself. <laughs> clone number one is doing well. Clone and, number one's uh, doing
0: great. The other one threw a clipboard at a high school kid. <laughs> clone
2: <laughs> number four got in a fight with Max Damaris on the sideline. And <laughs> yeah, the other one couldn't even um, throw a
0: football. But, um
2: <laughs> Yeah. Did we put Max Damaris in the Hall of Fame? Uh, if we haven't, we probably should. We didn't yeah. have the Hall of Fame then, I don't think.
0: So I think that that's the yeah. sticking point there. All right, I'm adding him. Um, <sighs> Northern Colorado okay. is never change. Northern yeah. Colorado, please God, never change.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Those the, the rest of these games, um, it does it, and even like, not uh, the playoffs are, are set. All, all Eastern could lose, Sac State could lose, the Cats could lose. And it's not going. It shouldn't change the outcome of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, right. I I I would say someone's going to lose that Sac State Davis game, and both teams are going to make the playoffs.
2: Right. I mean, I I would say the Grizz and Davis are most at risk of missing the playoffs. Davis more so because of that weird Idaho State loss. But it would be it would be offensive if one of these teams didn't make it.
0: Yeah, the Grizz have more on the line of seed. You see Davis is yeah. in, they're not going to get a seed regardless. They just, you know, you just hope to get a better matchup in the first round is all that Davis. Yeah. Is really.
2: Five teams is a lot though. And and I am slightly worried with how many, uh, look, I know the numbers. I know once you hit eight, it's gar- like basically a guaranteed lock. Eight division one wins. All of these teams have hit that. I am just concerned that five teams in a 24 team playoff with seemingly a million auto bids, um, it just, uh, I worry that one of a uh, one one of the big sky teams is going to be left out. I don't know if one's going to be
0: left out because if they all get in, the, what I was thinking, I thought you were going with was when they when they all get in, then it's going to suck that we're going to be matched up against other big sky programs early in the playoffs. When we've gone through a whole year of playing big sky teams, watching big sky teams, we just, we, I mean, it's fun to get to play these teams from out of conference yeah. to test yourself against the unknown. So that's what bums me out about it most, like the regionalization of it all, and that the fact that when we get five in, the odds are you're gonna be playing a big sky team pretty quick as you progress through the through the playoffs. And that's that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. You kinda of wanna get out of conference and test your medal against the others in the in the country, but that's what happens when you have a good conference and the top beats up on the bottom and everybody gets to, everybody gets to eight yeah. wins.
2: Yep. Um all right, so the game itself, we've already talked about it quite a bit. Um what are your Let's, let's uh, th- these teams are so evenly matched. And so I wrote down a few, a few stats um, going into this. Um, offensive points this year based on all total games. So Big Sky Conference teams, but you look at their non-conference conference games. Offensive points, the Cats are number three in the conference with 31 a game. Uh, the Grizz are number six, 29.3. When you look at defense, all games again um cats are number one 11.6 points per game grizz are number two 13.3 points per game like these offenses are good not great these defenses are very good um we already talked about the sagarin rankings one point away from each other both ranked in the top 10 uh it it just and i feel like they're you know their strengths match up against the other team's strengths. Like I, I, I think I am so torn on this game. Like the, the line on this is cats three and a half cats are favored by three and a half going into Missoula. And so Vegas, presumably on a neutral field would think that they're about a, you know, six, Five. seven point favorite. Um, and that, that seems right to me. And I just feel like going into the last cat Grizz, I thought the Grizz were going to steamroll the cats. And so when the Grizz lost, it was a huge shock. I am just kind of... 2019? 2019. Oh, I, I just I gave was you convinced. a look. If you could see that look that I gave Barrett Tycoon oh, yeah. via Zoom. I was like, you thought
0: that the Grizz were going to steamroll the Cats, too? I don't a... know what I
2: said in the... I don't know what I said in the pod, but I thought... i, I go back and look. I, I, I was confident the Grizz were going to win. Maybe not steamroll. I thought the Grizz were going to win that game no matter what. And then they got blasted. Piss-pounded. Yeah. Um, not good. So I, I, I'm just like... Everything is pointing to these teams are extremely close. What are you kind of feeling in this game?
0: I mean, the, like we talked about the Idaho State—not the Idaho State game—the Idaho game. I had a lot of confidence going. Like if Cat Grizz would have been played the week after Eastern Washington, I had more confidence than I do now. Just seeing what happened in Idaho, seeing just how, like I said, Vanella—the the cat's yeah. offense—got especially with Afonso hurt. But I go back to that, and I'm going to – I think you have to go back to the two games, the two biggest games of the year for them, Weber and Eastern. And what that Cats defense was able to do – Weber is not a good offense, but what they were able to do after they got – that first touchdown scored on them and then just literally shut them down the rest of the game. Weber couldn't even move the ball. Bad game planned by Weaver, obviously. But the Cats still yeah. made it impossible for them to move the ball. And then you go to that Eastern Washington game, which if I was being – I mean, I think I said on the pod, my heart said we were going to win and I wanted them to win so bad. My head was like, if I was a disinterested third party, I would have bet on Eastern Washington to cover that game um, uh, with the spread and everything yeah. like that. So I look so back at what this. they did to Barry Area, though. The best quarterback in the FCS, probably. 214 yards and two touchdowns. 21 of 31. He was not Eric Barrier that day. Yeah. No matter if it's Cam or if it's Chris, they're not Barrier quarterbacks. They've both struggled moving the ball. And I think that's where I draw most of my confidence. Or if someone's like, why are the... If the question was, why are the Cats going to win this game? And you had to answer why the Cats are going to win. It's obviously going to be the defense. And it's what they're going to be able to do... Uh, to Humphrey and to Brown because they're not in the same league as Barry area or some of these other quarterbacks. And so I think that's, that's where my confidence comes from, I guess. Like if I was going to the most confident part of
2: things, what's your biggest hesitation?
0: Biggest hesitation is it's cat Grizz and it's in Missoula. And yeah, you know, the first two in this little mini street that the cats had, Nobody gave the Cats a chance. The Grizz were obviously the better team. I mean, the Cats were unranked, so it's a little bit different. It was definitely not this evenly matched, but you saw what happened. The Cats went in. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, in both games, <laughs> one of those games, and you wouldn't have thought it. So I go into this thinking, like, this year the Cats are the better team, I believe. Talent-wise, on offense, I believe. I mean, their running game is obviously better yep. just on that. Their defense is the best in the conference. The Cats are the best team going into this game, yet... I can't be too confident because it's Missoula and it's a Cat Grizz game. I know that sounds like almost cliche or anti... It's not really answering the question. It's not statistics-based, but it's like a feeling-based from all my years of watching Cat Grizz games.
2: Well, and we agreed before this, um, just so our fans know, that Nate and I straight shooters this episode. We are not trying to jinx the Cats into a loss or a Grizz into a loss. Like We we came into this... I'm not
0: correct, yes.
2: Uh, like, I can't I, speak I'm not for your motives. To, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to jinx anything here. Um, I, I like the cats have the better record. Everything is very close, but other than Sagarin have the edge on the Grizz in most statistical categories, even though it's very, very close. And so, you know, scoring twenty nine compared to thirty one points a game, like that may be negligible in a in a one off game. Um my confidence in the Grizz going into this, is their defense has been so awesome this year. And against a quarterback like Matt McKay, who has looked flat at best, let's make a ton of mistakes, but has looked flat, the Grizz should eat him alive. My hesitation is that the Cats have won despite this. This isn't the first good defense they're going against. And Isaiah Afonso is so good that it makes up for the deficiencies in Matt McKay. And even though the Grizz defense should dominate Mamakay, um, the Cats have gone into uh, seemingly the last thousand Cat Grizz games without a good quarterback, and it hasn't stopped them. The past even time.
0: when even when they had the Dakota Prucop, he got hurt before the game, and I think we had to go to that yeah. one, that one guy.
2: Um, God, what was his name? Bleskin. We never Bleskin. Got, Bleskin. We never got more hate mail. Um, that was when, that was the game I watched and
0: shared in Wyoming, actually.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We, for those that don't remember. So we, but we didn't even have the podcast then, but we had the Montana Mint would like, and we didn't even have Montana mint sports. We just kind of like comment on big sporting event things. And Jake Bleskin, I think it was Jake Bleskin, who's a Montana kid. We don't like talking trash on players. Like we try not to talk trash on players and, um, yeah, all very, one of the Bleskins, Bleskins, um, But he he got in the game. I want to say he had game. five turnovers.
0: Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> he had
2: five bad. turnovers. It was not close. And they put some graphic up on TV about how he was a general studies major. And so from the Mint Twitter account, we posted, like, well, at least, you yeah, know, it's like seven interceptions, but at least he has a general studies degree to fall back on. And we yeah. got so many mean messages yeah. and lesson learned we don't like talking shit on players um but i don't even think that's that bad but talking your, shit it was just your, a historically bad game
0: but your point stands that the cats have not had a star quarterback going to yeah probably mcgee so uh and yeah, so, but, i mean the
2: cats defense is also very good like it's just it, it, uh, man i am just i'm torn
0: it's it's interesting because I'm absolutely like I'm probably gonna have nightmares on Friday night, maybe even Thursday. Yeah, night they're gonna start thinking about Matt McKay dropping back and trying to throw an out against Ford or somebody like that. Uh, yeah, because he can't throw an out; he doesn't have the arm strength. And this Grizz defense has, gets a lot of interceptions. And I think we probably should talk about. Didn't Ford have eight games now with an interception? It's eight. Eight
2: straight games with an interception. That's
0: insane. That's like when Griffey went up and like homered in eight games in the major leagues. Like To have eight straight <laughs> games interceptions is ridiculous. Um, so that's yeah. actually, that actually really scares me that there's going to be one pick six by Ford this game or by somebody in that Grizz secondary somebody. because of how weak McKay. I mean, McKay looks so bad against Idaho. He threw one ball in the three defenders and it obviously got picked. It was only his third pick of the year. But um, I'm absolutely terrified of him throwing against that Grizz secondary right now. Um, I think Vegan... I mean, obviously, he's smarter in football than me, so he doesn't need anybody to tell us that yes. he knows what he has a quarterback, so I would assume the game plan is not going to be to have Matt McKay win you the game, which is very obvious, but God, it, it gives me nightmares thinking about him trying to throw it out against this Grizz defense.
2: Yeah. All right, so I have... Let's do a few predictions, then we can go back and kind of touch on a few other things, but more passing yards this game. Matt McKay... Or Cam Humphrey, Ooh. or let's say Bobcat quarterbacks or Grizz quarterbacks. In case of okay. entry. man, that's a
0: really good question. I'm going to go with Grizz quarterbacks.
2: Okay. Um, What's your prediction? I'm going to do the same. Okay. I'm going to do the same. Which team is going to have more turnovers? So the team that turns the ball over more. Oh, you I'm went go first with, on the last one. Oh, you go first. I'll on one, go first then. on that's, this. It's that's only fair. It's only fair. Yeah, um, I think the Grizz have more... Tur- they turn. I think the Grizz turned the ball over more this game.
0: I agree with you. Uh, I think it's the Grizz. And I want to go on a little side, because this was a point I was actually going to bring up regarding the 2019 oh, sure. game.
2: Was that game yeah. was
0: obviously more evenly matched than what the score said. Like, in terms of... I mean, the game was absolutely dominated by the Cats. I'm not saying, like, the game was closer than the score, but the teams were closer than the score would suggest. Yes, yeah. And that first play of the game, when the Grizz fumbled the ball, and the Cats recovered, and then two plays, one play later, score a touchdown... Changed everything yeah. about that game. So, you, yep. like, that turnover was so huge that I don't think that game goes the same way if the Grizz get that ball, even to the 35 and punt it away and make the Cats try and come down the field and score. Like, totally. It changed Jeez. everything. And that's where that turnover was so huge. And, like, the butterfly effect yeah. from that would have been unreal if that didn't happen.
2: Yeah. I agree. It, it, it sucked the life out of every Grizz fan. In and that game.
0: stadium was insane. When that yeah, fumble happened. Was, that was one of my favorite yeah. environments I've ever been in a Cat Grizz.
2: It was rocking. You could feel the stadium moving up and down.
0: It was insane. That might be just because um, you were in the East Stands. What's that? That might just be because you were in the East Stands and those things are about to collapse probably. Yeah, not great. Um, no. It,
2: all right. Do we want to Ooh, do Speaking of that too, I'm going, another, I'm going
0: another rabbit hole. Okay, please. For for something I was looking at, there was a there's a YouTube that has every, so it's like 85, 86 to 2019 highlights from every single cat grizz game
2: oh interesting and i got into a little
0: i will it's awesome and so back in it's so fun looking at the uniforms and the video quality from like the 80s and stuff like that but there i think yeah. there's one from like 88 89 or 90 something like that it's a bobcat stadium and it's the same stands on <laughs> that east side it's unbelievable like, obviously, everything else has changed. The building, the other side of the skyboxes, the new end zone, all that stuff. But yeah, I'm looking at Jumbotron. these stands, the giant Jumbotron, uh, huge in, in, you know, improvement from when they had it over in the south end zone. But uh, either way, hilarious. The stands are still there. The only difference is instead of like a mauve facade in front of the uh, stands, it's like a blue fence now. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, but so funny. I had to talk about that because the stands are say we need to get those. Yeah. Uh, replaced ASAP. But back to back to um, this year's game. Sorry, I took it down two different rabbit holes there.
2: Yeah. So this year's game, um, final score prediction. I've been thinking so about this because I knew you were
0: going to ask. I knew it. I just felt. Yeah, that you we were set the table. This.
2: The cats are three and a half point favorites. The over yeah. under for the game is forty four points. Forty four and a half points. What?
0: Um, oh my god! Just thinking about three and a half points makes me want to throw up. Like if the game is actually a three point game in the fourth quarter yeah like can you already feel the anxiety i honestly can't like i thinking of that game being 10 to 13 in the fourth quarter and either team having the ball and i'm going to be an absolute
2: 10 to 13 in the fourth quarter seems inevitable like that seems that's almost (laughs) my
0: final my so do you want to hear my prediction or did you did you have any
2: um i'm writing mine down okay let me write mine down before you go all right go ahead 17 13 cats 17, so cover by half a point. But not Um, at the over.
0: Not even close to the over. Yeah.
2: All right. I have the same spread, but I'm going Grizz 28-24.
0: 28-24 with these two defenses?
2: Yeah. I just... So you're taking the over, then
0: then inherently, or included in that, then you're taking the over.
2: Yes. Yeah, taking the over. Um, And I just think it's going to be... I think it's go- so I, I don't think the offenses are going to look good this game, but I think we're going to see a lot of big plays. Like I think I have
0: a good one for you. This is just for you. I don't need to answer it. Will there be a defensive touchdown this game?
2: Mm, I think so. All right. Yeah. Write that
0: one down. Write I, that we'll one down. add
2: that to the list of predictions. Um, defensive touchdown. Do you think yes or no? Me?
0: Yeah. We've gone. We've gone the same on every single once. So I'll just go no just for the sake of competition. OK. All
2: right. Um. But so 28-24, it, it does seem like a lot of points for these two teams. Great defenses, shaky quarterbacks, but I think these defenses are susceptible to big plays. And, I, you know, Afonso, I think the grids can shut him down for say like the majority of the game, but he could break out for very long touchdowns um, or at least very long runs. I think we can shut McKay down for the majority of the game, but McKay has shown that he can get the ball downfield on occasion. And so when you need it to happen, yes. Yeah. If we subtract out, you know, his like top three biggest passes, he might only have 35 yards on the game, but those three big passes are going to be, Clutch. And I think the Grizz grizz are the same. Like, I think, um, you know, our, our quarterback play is better than the Bobcats. Um, I like our offense offensive weapons at wide receiver more than what the Bobcats have. And so I like the ability of getting, sneaking a couple long touchdowns in. But um, I think I think we're going to see defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns. Um, I think the balls are going to move, but I, I, I don't know. 28-24 is still not, like, a super high-scoring game. That's That's kind of what I'm feeling. Okay, so I was looking
0: back, and this is, this really, is, I mean, this is the past, and it's two years ago, so it has literally no bearing on this game. But just wanted to give you a heads up: Isaiah Fonse yeah. ran for one hundred and seventy-one yards on the Grizz defense in twenty nineteen. Uh, had a long of 30, 38, had three touchdowns. Logan Jones, uh, oh yeah, had one hundred twenty-one yards, one hundred twenty-one yards, uh, and then Tyrone Marshall, had eighty-one them. yards. So they scored six touchdowns on the ground in that game, zero through the air. But Tucker Rubick really didn't have to do much that game. Here's an yeah. interesting well, in 2017,
2: Troy Anderson ran all over us. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Uh, so you, you, the cats. I mean, you, Bobby Howe knows what's, what the game plan is going into this game, and he knew the game plan yeah. every other year too, and they were still able to do it. That gives me a little bit of optimism. One small note, interesting note for how big of a star Lance McCutcheon is becoming on this team in terms of his receiving. I think he leads yeah. the, uh, the Big Ten Conference in receiving yards. He didn't get one catch or one carry or anything. He wasn't even in the stat line in that 2019 game. Isn't that kind of
2: crazy? That is crazy. Um, yeah, but I, look, I think both teams are awesome. Um, like like we said, the, the Cats' only loss, so therefore their worst loss was to an FBS team. Uh, the Grizz' two losses were to Eastern Washington and Sac State, both playoff teams, both teams who could get seeds. Um, Sac State could win the conference. These are two very good teams. Uh, Missoula... You yeah, know, it it, it 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 this game matters so much. The game being in Missoula matters. It's been two years. Bobby needs this win. Um, it is a monkey on the shoulder of every Grizz fan. It it, uh, it it matters. So that's that's why I give them the slight edge. I think these teams are fairly even. I think the Cats are a better team slightly, um, but I just I, I think atmosphere matters, and I think the Grizz need this a little more than the Bobcats.
0: Need, yes, I agree. Um, I mean, you never want to lose this game, that's very obvious. Recruiting and state, just pride, all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, you never want to lose this game, but yeah, I think five in a row is that's a lot, that's a lot of years, yeah. And it's six years,
2: there's low stakes this year, though, right? Like, there's it both can you imagine if
0: the the Grizz would have beat Sac State? We would have gone into this game with the Grizz with one conference loss, the Cats with zero, Sac State would have had one. Montana State would have, could have uh, won it outright with yeah. a win in the brawl. The Grizz would get a share if they got the win. It would have actually guaranteed the Cats a share if the Grizz would have beat Sac State. But either way, that would have added yeah. a lot of fire to this game if this was for not only um, bragging rights, but also the conference championship or a share of it, I suppose. Um, yeah. Which takes a lot of wind out of the sails when you say you won a conference championship with the Grizz. It's like, well, shit, that, doesn't, that sucks because you lost Cat Grizz. You know with the real conference championship we get.
2: If we get a rematch in the playoffs, that will be the sporting event of the century for yeah. Montana.
0: And I'm trying to figure out via Sagarin what they have, who they have winning this game. Uh, I honestly can't remember how they do the percentages, but I want to say the Sagarin has the Grizz at a 56% chance. So almost, I mean, fairly yeah, that sounds right there too.
2: That sounds like what you'd give a home team on two evenly matched, against two evenly matched teams.
0: So it's, I mean... The more we talk about it, the more excited and anxious I get. Um, yeah. It's, like, my favorite week of the year, like, my favorite weekend of the year, honestly. Like, it's one of my favorite days to yeah. wake up and, and know that I'm going to be... Like, there's just something, as a Montanan, uh, the pride you have to be a Cat fan or a Grizz fan and the pride you have just for the Cat-Grizz game and just how fun it is in yep. the whole state. I mean, it, all in all, it's fun. I mean, it, there's shit talking. There's people who take it way too far, obviously. Um, there's There's all that normal rivalry stuff, but... Just it's it's something that a lot of states don't have, where it's two schools, yeah. um, that are that are like this. I mean, you have Florida, Florida State. I get those big rivals, Ohio State, Michigan, things like that. But for but they're not Montana, from the same state, right? Yeah, like, they're not, Ohio State, yeah.
2: Michigan. It it matters. Like Cal, Stanford is a big game. The Apple Cup is a big game. Like there's there's yeah. a handful of them. But we are it, it, this is just as special. No one else knows about it, so it's a little under the radar. Um, and it just kind of makes it that much cooler. It's like yeah, we know it's... the good restaurant that no one else knows. And we, get, <laughs> exactly. we get to go once a year. And game day yeah. didn't
0: want to come see it. Those bitches.
2: Yeah, screw up. We don't need them. <laughs>
0: no, we don't need them. Um, We're a but fox yeah, it's sports like,
2: podcast.
0: Yeah, big fox sports podcast. Sports keyword there. Um, so the uh, the it is. It just gives me it's it's so much excitement. It's so much. On the day of anxiety, like you said, if the inevitable score of 13-10 to 10 is in the third or fourth quarter, we're going to be nervous wrecks. So you're going to be at the stadium, which yeah. adds even more energy to it. I remember when the Cats won in uh, in 16, um, I was at the game. And was it—wait, 16 would have been in Bozeman. So it must have been—this is a really good segment right here. Me talking about which game I was at. More personal
2: story. Now, 16 was in Missoula. Okay, sixteen was the game in Missoula where they got the fourth
0: down pass to win the game and close it out. I was sitting with my aunt in the set in the Grizz season ticket holder section. I was going up to the concourse and back down between plays because I was such a nervous wreck. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it just feels like that every year. And it's 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 fun when you think about it back afterwards, but God, it is demanding on the body while you're in the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh um we're driving to Great Falls the next day, and I've already like yeah we're gonna. We're not leaving early in the morning. We're going to probably no. sleep in. I think I, uh, Illinois, yeah. I think I have to take a bus to Rockford, Illinois. I think I have to take a bus to Rockford, so
0: that'll be fun. A bus? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. like a Greyhound bus.
2: <laughs> if the Cats if the cats lose and you have to get on a bus the next day? That would be... <laughs> not a good weekend
0: for old hot tank Nate.
2: No. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. Um, I feel like we... I had a few other points I wanted to make, but uh, I don't see them on my sheet. Uh, I I did a bunch of research going into this, and most of it was just, like, all of these things about how they're so close um, in various categories, and I realized, like, well, as I start reading this off, it's not super exciting to just hear, like, out of conference, yards per play, Cats 2, Grizz 1. Like, it's not super fun, but I have... uh, 12, 15 categories here. All very close. Take my word for it. Ooh, I um, have one right here we'll, for you. I have a good one for you. Oh, please. Could be the difference here. maker. Just did this on okay. the spot
0: research. I never really yeah. go to the kicking tabs on the Big Sky uh, statistics page.
2: Sure, money Montana State.
0: State. Montana State, 15 of 19 on the season. Only missed four. 78%. Montana, 13 of 17. I've only missed four. 77%. Oof. We got some good kickers this year.
2: Got some good kicking... Um, oh, let me ask you this. If you could go back to the beginning of the season, would you trade Matt McKay for Chris Brown? Mm. So you're trading senior Matt McKay for freshman Chris Brown. Ooh, that's a
0: good question. You need some poise at the beginning of the year. New coach, new, you haven't played in two years. Matt McKay had played college football. You need that poise. Yeah. But to have a guy waiting in the wings like that. But then you get Tommy Mallott. I'm going to go with Matt McKay. We needed the poise. We needed the leadership. We needed okay. some, we needed some uh, experience at the beginning of the year. And we have touchdown Tommy, Money, Tom, Money Mallott, waiting in the wings to take over this program.
2: Got it. All right. Most impressive win this season?
0: How much would you... This is going, back, going back to the beginning. I have a beginning of the season, one for you. Going back to the beginning of the okay. season, how much would you have paid... Now that it's legal, if you owned a business in Missoula, how much would you have paid Sam Torrey to stay as a Grizzly player and not transfer to Nebraska?
2: Oh man, I would. I would have. uh, If I owned like a little, a little bar. Say it was was a car. Say it was a
0: car. Say it was the Chevy dealership in in Missoula. All
2: right. Uh, What what car would you have given him to stay?
0: Plus a car. Which car would you give? Fifty grand.
2: Yeah. I'd give him a budget of $50,000 to be in one of my commercials and he'd pick out a car. And then him. what
0: would you let... You would make him pay, pick out a car with that 50000
2: No, was, I'd give him $50,000 cash. And, and then he could car. have access to a car. I'd probably lease him a car for the year. <laughs> Just, it's kind of Carvest a pay for
0: business. performance kind of deal?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Every week he could... He would be upgraded or downgraded based on his performance. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Just uh, like a Chevy Volt, um, most but, but impressive, most impressive win this year, Montana's win over Washington at Washington or the Bobcats win over Eastern Washington.
0: <laughs> oh, it was number, it was then it was at the time, number 20, Washington. You forgot to add that in there.
2: Yeah. Number 20 Washington at the
0: time, at the time, of that.
2: Mm-hmm. um, their coach has since been fired. <laughs> Jimmy Lake. Is gone, we gone. were <laughs> see ya. We were the, You're the catalyst the that got your It's Lake like fire. the kid pushing the small domino into the increasingly bigger dominoes. And it then was, this is the big one. It was just... the first the first domino was that douchebag from the Seattle Times that wrote like the super uh-huh. condescending story about the Grizz players being thrilled to be in a big city. That was domino number one, and the last domino was uh, Coach Lake being fired. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> The, the his he hit a player I think the week before and he got suspended for this last. <laughs> game. Apparently, he's done it a few so, times. Yeah, so like the Grizz <laughs> really got to him, and then it must have yeah. been just hell to be in that locker and just getting smacked by your head coach the rest of the year until the camera finally caught it. Uh, yeah. So I give the I do give the Grizz credit for now. I kind of feel bad forcing a for, <laughs> forcing a Pac-12 uh, coaching change. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the the Grizz win was nice, but I didn't know it was going to result in a and coach it, it re, beating up re, yeah. all of players.
0: It resulted in Easter Washington had the longest tenured coach in, in Washington. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one um, of them hits a player. Then, one of them doesn't get vaccinated. <laughs> what
2: is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Um, the, so worse. Let's look at both schedules. Worst game on the cats schedule thus far is at Idaho.
0: Playwise or like as a fan?
2: It's just like most disappointing game thus far. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, you have to put it at, you'd have to put it at Idaho. The only other scare from a bad team, quote unquote bad team, was Portland State when they just weren't weren't doing very well in that first half, and you started wondering if this yeah, team was going to knock them off. But but it was Idaho, for sure. I mean, even Idaho State, I think the Cats were down at halftime. But they came out. Yeah. But this Idaho game was fourth quarter. They needed that touchdown a lot. That's why I would say this was the scariest and the most disappointing game uh, this year, for sure. What would you say for the Grizz, besides the losses?
2: So I, mean, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, I don't know if the Southern Utah game was a worse game as a fan compared to the Eastern Washington loss, I, I'll, I'll say this. The worst game that I felt afterwards the worst of was uh, Sac State. Just because okay. not only did the Grizz lose, at the time Sac State was kind of middling, and the Grizz in that game did not look good. Like the Eastern Washington game, the Grizz looked good and lost. The yeah. Southern Utah game, they didn't look good, but they won, and so that kind of like erased the Sac State game. But like they were down, then they came back, and then they just it just it was it was a miserable game. So think, I'd say the Sac one, State the one was I thought most you were gonna,
0: disappointment. The one I thought you were going to pick was Eastern, just because of I mean there were huge expectations after that Washington win, after yeah. killing Western Illinois, getting Eastern. And we were on like, the ESPN. The too. Grizz were going to it was on ESPN two. The Grizz were going to break that streak on the Inferno. <laughs> It was going to be like this was the year, you know, everybody's saying Frisco time. I keep saying that, but it's true. Um, And so I thought that would have been on your list, but I could see what you're talking about Sac State. Like we didn't really know that Sac State was this talented. They almost lost to Idaho State. Um, They didn't have their quarterback situation figured out until like that Grizz game. I swear that was like when they figured it out. Um, But I, yeah, if if I was a Grizz fan, I think Eastern just because of the expectations and excitement going into that game to kind of break that streak as well.
2: So, we talked last week. One of the things I like to do is just find random metrics to try to put perspective on, on things. So we talked about the the number of views on the Matthew Loves Ball um, game recaps. Talked about uh, discussion topics on the Bobcat Nation, EGRIS, football compared to basketball. This one, this week, I want to look at ticket prices, Nate, to okay. compare um, the various games this season. Frozen uh, Or this week. The... Oh. Bottom of the barrel, Northern Colorado at Weber State, according to ESPN.com, tickets are going for as low as $200. Idaho Idaho State, $15. $14 for Eastern Washington at Portland State. Northern Arizona at Cal Poly, $16. Sac State, UC Davis, $23. Yeah. Getting into Ooh. 20s. That's, you need a couple bills to pay for that one. The lowest ticket, I, you, there's no way you can find a ticket this low for Cat Grizz. But the lowest ticket, according to the the ESPN.com schedule, two hundred dollars. So what that tells me is that Cat Grizz is ten times more important than any other game in the Big Sky. Well, conference. that's I mean, that I mean that's a given, and it's
0: that and it's that way every single year. We know that. Yeah. Without Montana, Montana State, the Big Sky Conference wouldn't be, you know, anything. And to put the two flagship programs on the field at the same time makes the Big Sky what it is. And there's really no way around that.
2: Yeah. Any – I'm also looking on – because it took me a while to get tickets. um, So I've been looking um, on StubHub – or no, on SeatGeek right now – Cheapest ticket, $277. Second cheapest ticket, $354. Wow. Worth it. So hopefully, uh, if you're going to the game, you've already purchased your tickets. Because that is dicey. (laughs) Um, Last thing I think we need to mention, uh, we have a standing bet every year. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. We should have mentioned this up top. But the loser, which has been me for four consecutive years... Yeah. Um, has to sing the other team's fight song to go into, um, into the next week's podcast. Uh, so that, that bet will keep going on this year. Hopefully yep. Nate will be singing. Haven't uh, done it Grace yet. Don't song. want to. Yeah, you got a great singing voice. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and then we'll have to think, if we meet up again in the playoffs, we'll have to think of an even even better bet. But yeah, um, any closing thoughts from you? Nothing that hasn't been said. It's more
0: reiteration that, this is, the, this is the game that when we start podcasting in August, we're very excited, obviously, like when we start podcasting in August. It's a brand-new season. The first few weeks, yeah. we're feeling out our respective teams, the Big Sky. You get into a little bit of a slog in the middle of the season when you have to play the Cal Polys, the Northern Arizonas, the UNCs, the Southern Utahs, yeah. uh, unless you make it a close game. They're all just kind of games that fill your Saturdays and take you one step closer to hopefully a playoff berth. The Big Sky Conference chipper but really what it gets us closer to and what gets us back up and running again is like cat grizz. Like there's been a couple weeks where you and I've been like, do we have to do this podcast? Cause these games sucked.
2: Yeah. But we do been some
0: bad weeks and we put it in, we put in all that preparation for this weekend right yeah. now. And this is what makes it so much fun. It makes it so much fun to be a fan of the big sky, a fan of these two teams and, and yeah. have what we have with the camaraderie with like the guys from the Grizz fan pod and even all the other guys from the other teams, they even get into this Montana, Montana state game because they know how much it means. So, yeah uh it's a special week it's a fun fun time and uh i think my anxiety begins probably tomorrow morning when i wake up and i realize it's wednesday and we're only a, a couple days away from kickoff
2: totally yeah um it's this is the game for the conference it is you know it's it's so much fun um if you're going to be there let us know um love to grab a drink love to cheer on those groups with you um, and hopefully, cheers a Grizz victory in just a few, uh, a few short days. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. all I got, man. Well,
0: we are going to, like we have for the last three years, send you off with the beautiful voice of Bear Tycoon singing the Montana State it. Fight Song. We hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. Beer, water, beer, water. That'll get you, you know, longer. Montana, smallest backstory, Montana Parlay, actually. We're meeting up in Chicago. I said, um, he's already proposed bottomless mimosas at a restaurant at 11. Um, smart. With a, one yes, with a 1 o'clock kickoff. Very smart. That's Nothing says pace <laughs> and moderation. Like starting off a cat Grizz with bottomless mimosas. So we'll have to have a talk about that one to see <laughs> if we can. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. But I was thinking maybe like a run on Lake Michigan just to get the jitters out and then be ready to roll. No. Uh, but no, it's probably going to be bottomless mimosas.
2: Good. That's what you guys deserve. That's what we all deserve. And let's go Grizz this weekend. And go cats, and once
0: again, the wonderful singing voice of Bear Tycoon.
2: Stand up and cheer, cheer long and loud for dear Montana. For today we raise the blue and gold to wave victorious. Our sturdy band now is fighting, and we are sure to win the fray. We've got the vim. We're here to win. For this sister year, Montana State. Go, cats, go. Go, cats, go. Please
1: take me back, just take me back to that time of innocence. Lay down with me, but keep it clean so the secret never ends Everything I wanna do on this night just feels so right Everything I wanna do on this night just feels so